The disrespect. <laughs> hey, jerk. Yes. Uh, I'm a little nervous the Sharks aren't going to make the playoffs. I totally think the Sharks are going to make the playoffs. At some point. Just mathematically, it has to happen, right? I mean, yeah, the, the logic would say at some point. We're not going to say when, but, you know, you would think at some point. <laughs> so, welcome in, kids. The unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks broadcast that is the Pycnologists. We got uh, three games this week, and the Sharks were, managed to pick up a single point. Only they had done that the week before. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about a clown show in overtime during game one versus Colorado. You got a ratty hattie in game two, and McJesus hits 150 points. For whatever reason, declined to turn the ice into frozen wine. <laughs> I noticed I noticed that in your uh, in your little preview, or I guess recap, uh, none of those things are positive for the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so if you're new to the cast, remember to hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. Leave you take in the comment section of the video if you're not with us live. And if you're audio only, make sure to hit the sub on there. And if you're joining using uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, uh, well, do something there too. Why not? <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's only one more week, man. It's only one more week. <laughs> one more week. <laughs> we'll also get into... What, what are you going to do over summer vacation? <laughs> yeah, not watch hockey. Will you, will you sign my yearbook, agent? <laughs> uh, keep in touch. <laughs> Hags, have a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll discuss more Sharks moves. Uh, we got Gushin putting up points every day. Uh, the new Sharks penthouse. Idea, idea seems a little, little familiar. Uh, the hockey news stroked fanatics this week. That was a good one. Uh, a Barracuda check in. It's the, the the penultimate week. Whoa, hey, whoa! I know words. I know words. Twenty twenty two, twenty three sharks. Let's start with game one. No helm, no Macar. And I know at that point, Jerk was going. Helm is still here. <laughs> oh, hey, you no. know what? The guy finds a way, doesn't he? <laughs> Uh, Colorado came in two points out of first in the central with two games in hand. So you had a feeling they were going to come to ready to rock, especially after knocking the, uh, the sharks into the dirt six, nothing back in Colorado. So, um, dude, Gregor getting, getting a little look-see up there with hurdle. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what I said, I mean, I don't know how many times I've said it, but Ever since, I don't even know, probably ever since the All-Star break, maybe. He's he's kind of been playing like he wants uh, David Quinn to get fired. Um, <laughs> Trade me. Right. <laughs> Scratch me, or, I dare you. Well, and that's what I always wonder. Like, is it like, okay, is this, you know, he scored the hat trick, you know, two weeks ago. And obviously he played well this week as well. It's like, okay, is is this, you know, hey, trade me. Or is this, hey, you better not trade me. I don't know which it is. I guess time will tell. Dude. Well, what? 
I don't, I, we don't, well, I, do we disparage the name Balsers in this house now? Because, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs at the Syracuse Crunch. In my advanced age, uh, <laughs> and for those who don't know, I'm 28. Uh, oh, oh my God, how did you get on here? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've kind of taken the approach of, you know, putting a, putting a cap, you know, a, a time cap on, uh, you know, when it's when it's relevant to talk about things, right? And I kind of feel like we're at the point where it's like, yeah, balsers, whatever. <laughs> so I mean, I still like the player, but guy's long gone. To your point, yeah, I'm wondering if he's going to be the next. Gregor's uh, going to be the next balsers here. Hey. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um. What else is this? Uh, is this Bordelos' first game at home for the Sharks? No, it can't be. I swear he got some home games last year. No, no, no. I meant this season. Oh, this season. Um, hmm. Because didn't he get called up uh, at the beginning of the the uh, trip last week? He. It, it's no. He. Uh, he. His first game of the season was that game against Vegas. On the thirtieth. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I was making fun of the you know. <laughs> any to the <laughs> we all remember the last time motherfucker played yep. against Vegas. <laughs> Secret uh, weapon. <laughs> dude, yeah, they had to have been scared shitless, right? Oh, man. Uh, so, dude, for this one, uh, since it was game one, it's a 4-3 overtime loss. Dude, did you check out Hurdle beaking the refs? Yeah, I, I dude, thought... The refs got beaked all week. And you don't... Uh, specifically from Hurdle, like, obviously, guy, guy plays with a lot of passion. I don't think anybody's disputing that, but it's not often that you see him kind of yelling at the referees, you know? Usually... Vlasic's rubbing somebody else, Yeah, right. Usually somebody else takes that role, right? And I don't know if that's... I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be, I'm so over this season, I don't even care. It could be, hey, I might be the only guy here next year. I better step up. You know, and it could be anywhere in between. It could also be both. It's really, it's really anyone's guess. <laughs> well, I can understand it. Uh, Gushin got tripped by uh, Gorgiev in overtime. There was no call, mm-hmm. and, of, yep. and and let me let you know. Anytime there was something remotely close to being called, the broadcast team let you know about it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Man, there was a lot of that this week. Well, you know, the the Sharks would have made the playoffs if they had just gotten one or two more power play opportunities. Well, I. Th- don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? I think they're. Well, let's let me take a peek. I don't know that this number is completely accurate, but I'm 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 betting Say it's it. damn close. Their penalty or power play differential, if you will, mm-hmm. it's only twenty five. Like they've hmm. you know they've uh, been on the power play like two hundred and one times, and they've been on the kill two hundred twenty six times. Ish. Either sure. way, that's you know, I don't think that's that bad. But I mean, well, it all kind of I mean it kind of boils down to your to your lot in life, right? Because if you are a team that's not good, let's just say, uh, I, I think you're more liable to to taking penalties, whether it's frustration, whether it's nothing I'm doing is working, I'm gonna try and see if I can't you know, cut a couple corners here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I would have to look and see, you know, kind of where they rank in terms of, you know, time shorthanded versus the rest of the league. But 
you know, if they're right towards the top, it wouldn't be all that surprising for me. Well, I mean, Kakinen wasn't half bad in this game. The first, the first two goals were a little, you know. <laughs> but after that, Chief was pretty solid. LeBanc t- scores twice. You get another guy, another guy <laughs> playing like he wants David Quinn to retire. Right, Gregor obviously getting a little uh, extra leash after getting that hat trick last week. So obviously, those are things you enjoy seeing. Uh, I- <laughs> go ahead. I- I just want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. Uh, say it. <laughs> well, uh, and again, I I can't say that it's misplaced, right? But the dialogue uh, surrounding Kevin LeBanc this year has just been that he's he's terrible. He doesn't know how to play defense. He doesn't know how to score goals. He doesn't know how to do anything, right? And, and I've said this many times before, but guys got 15 goals. And so I ask you the question, if this is a bad season, like, what does a good one look like? You know, <laughs> I mean, guy, did you someone know, whatever, say game seven? <laughs> right. I mean, whatever you want to say about Kevin LeBanc, right? If you which I know this is this is totally skewing the stats in my favor. But if you if you don't look at what Timo Meyer did for the team, LeBanc is fifth in goals for the Sharks. In other words, he's sixth, but but no. you get my point. Like he's towards the top, so I I I think a lot of the dialogue about him is fair. But Wait to say that he's the worst player ever, I think is egregious. You're trying to say a guy that we expect to be in the top six is sixth on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that when uh, when a player who should be in the top six plays in the top six, you get scoring at the pace of a top six player. Many people are saying. (laughs) Many people are saying. That's what, so, you know, so I've heard. I mean, you know, I've, I've stopped by a, a number (laughs) of water coolers and the conversation has been all very similar across the board. Well, it all came down to, uh, just slapsticky overtime. Uh, Roll it. McKinnon jumps on the ice. He's got the puck against Eric Carlson. He'll go wide on Carlson. Put on the brakes. McKinnon still with it. Coming back to it is Couture. He'll steal it from McKinnon. Couture's pass blocked by McKinnon. And then a good job by Bortolo to break it up. He fell. Couture gets it back. He's got Carlson, but he can't catch it cleanly. Carlson trying to work it back for Bortolo. Intercepted by Taves. Here's McKinnon to win it in overtime, and he scores. What a clown car. Dude, I mean, when dude, I was so hoping like we were gonna, <laughs> we were just gonna get a little glimpse that at the end, that Randy was just gonna like l- lose his shit for just like a half a second, just to have a total brain fart, and just but you know, here's Carlson had to begin. Fuck, he scores. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know what? I think that clip actually is really is a really good, uh, really good piece of evidence to. Uh, I, I know Carlson Bob, it forward. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, Bob, I think Bob Bugner said it. I think David Quinn has said it as well. Right. Having having that situational awareness. Mm. And obviously, when you're in a three on three scenario, it's more or less Wild West. Right. So you you have to be on your toes. But you factor in that Nathan McKinnon is out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Top top seven forward in the NHL in the world. Top. I would argue top two skater in the world. And you, you saw it on that breakaway goal. He blew past, uh, I believe it was Couture or Bordalo there at the blue line. And Dude, it was you know, just... you, 
Yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, you you have to be on your toes in three on three no matter what. But when a guy like McKinnon is out there, you, you have to find another level, right, to being on your toes. And and it just goes back to that point of situational awareness. You know, uh, Dave Quinn has talked about it, and we talked about it so much. Not that our opinion matters to the team, but it's just another sort of hey, you know, this thing that everybody's talking about. You know, you can kind of see it right here. You know, dude. But I mean, EK, you can't make that turnover, bro. No, and, and and I understand, like I understand trying to make something happen, but hold, you know, like just hold the puck there. You have the time, right? Just yeah, hold it. exactly. A sec, and you know what? If you don't see some, hold it for a second. You don't see anything. You can go to either Couture Bordalo back at the your own blue line and reset. You see it a hundred times in overtime. Oh, like, dude, <laughs> huge. So in game two, it's a 6-2 loss. Uh, <laughs> Reimer gets the start. Colorado, of course, really needed this one because at, coming into the game, they were in a three-way tie at 98 points. So I don't understand how Gushin doesn't get the call. Didn't he score in like four straight games in four days <laughs> coming into this? <laughs> it, you know, it, it remi- you know, uh, Gushkin's weak. It, it kind of reminds you, you're a, you're a man of culture. Um it reminds me of that Johnny Cash song, I've Been Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as an aside, that's a good song. Uh, Dude. But, I mean, Guy was, you know, what was it, five games and six nights, I think it was? Yeah, and Chief had like six points in five games. Yeah. Uh, over two leagues, right? I mean, it, there's <laughs> there's so much dialogue about adjusting to different leagues, right? And. Well, dude, Guy clearly had minimal issue doing that. Up with the Sharks, flies down to San Diego, plays, has to fly back the next morning to play that night in San Jose. You're just like, good lord. Yeah, I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about the, uh, in a little bit, we'll talk about today's call-ups, but uh, who who had to uh, make the team charter. Oh, man. That would have, I don't know. I was I was really hoping Gushin was going to get like a hat trick or something. <laughs> It would have been balls out, but instead, Rantanen gets his 50th of the year. You know, has a hat trick. But Carlson, he uh, what had a couple points in this one. Wasn't totally horrific. But dude, even yeah. Lamenda was calling him out. Right, and this, I and I know, get this... it, dude. No, I'm totally. sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but and no, I get it because, do, literally, what do they have motivating them? Yeah, it's like like I said, you know, we talked about it a little bit before before we went on there. You know, the the vibe surrounding the team, just I think from a fan perspective and from an observer's perspective, is like like I'll you know full disclosure, like I I didn't watch a single one of these games live. You know, I went back and watched them on replay because you know we're kind of at that point where <laughs> we're kind of you at got that better point. things to do <laughs> yeah well i mean we're at that point where the sharks are not appointment theater anymore right mm. you know and, and that's a product of them being terrible i understand that but you know you remember all those years of having success and even if they didn't like you know there's obviously a couple years you know even last year i would say where they don't make the playoffs but they still give you some excitement right mm-hmm. and it was like oh man Sharks game is on. I'm excited, you know, watch the game, have some, you know, have some dinner, be social. You know what I mean? And it's not appointment theater anymore. And it's, you know, it's really hard to get up for these games. And, you know, we we all know what the recipe to fix that is. Um, Well, that's the fallout from missing the playoffs four straight years. Right. Which 
is historical for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Now, you know what I thought? They can you know have actually- a losing season next year and suck and everything like that. But boy, I'll tell you, if there's a teal jersey flying around the ice that says 98 on the back of it, oh, I think people are still going to be paying some pretty fucking hard attention. Right. Well, and, and you know, Ian Reid always says, Ooh. right, like, you know, when you're when you're rebuilding and you've got all these picks and prospects, right, like it's, you know, it's fun, right? Ooh, we have this many first round picks and this many prospects and, and it, it's fun. But you have to determine you have to know when the rebuild is over. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I think this rebuild just, you know, it's gone on for four years now. I'm not saying that I think it's over next year, but at what point are the Sharks going to say, OK, you know what, we've. We've accumulated a lot of prospects. Let's see if we can't lure via trade or free agency, lure a couple, you know, some good players here and, and you know, try, right? I mean, that, I think that's kind of what it boils down to is trying, right? Yeah. I, I think it's when Vlasic's off the books. You that's, think so? I mean, that's a long time, dude. That's a long time, dude. But that's think three years it? after this year. <laughs> he's, he's the last one to have worn a second-generation jersey, right? Sure. The last guy, which of course means that the following season, the Sharks are going to go back to that logo full time. Could you imagine? <laughs> yes. Yes, I could. He's never leaving. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, EK got called out again by Remenda. Dude, we got to have another trophy. It's just, it's, it's, it's a little comical to give a, give a guy who doesn't play defense, a defensive trophy. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say doesn't play defense, but you know what I'm but saying. He's, but he's not. He's not like. Dude, they're he's even not Victor Hedman. Yeah, but I mean, even uh, our buddy Shane posted some uh, post game comments yesterday, and they're even joking about putting him to forward next year. Oh, brother! And I'm like, if you're, you know, you that think would two. be a clown car operation. I was going to say though, but two things. First off, um. The Sharks, last time I looked, have a pretty flooded pipeline right now of defensemen. Sure. <laughs> Number two, I mean, hey, they did it with Burns. <laughs> yeah, but the difference there is that Burns <laughs> Burns is actually terrible at defense. Like, at least Carlson <laughs> has some merit, you know? <laughs> well, the other thing is that Burns could actually go out there and throw his ass around. That's not Carlson's game. Fair. So, you know, I, I, so, and, and completely unrelated, but it's relevant to this game. So say it, I have, I have two things to say about Miko Ranton. And I think one you'll find interesting. And I think one is going to feel like a knife going into your back. <laughs> Could have had. So the, the, Damn interesting you, Marco one, Mueller. the interest, interesting one is that, uh, if, if my research is correct, Miko Ranton in first Finnish born player to score. I'm sorry. It's only the second Finnish born player to score 50 goals in a season. Which I thought I think is cool. You know, I mean, it, it, there's all this conversation about growing the game. And obviously, Finland is not some hockey starved country. Right. But it isn't. if you can. <laughs> right. But like if you have non North American players, right, that are like really, you know, outstanding players that you can market. You know, I think that only helps things. Where are you going yeah. with this? No, I, I just thought it was an interesting fact. But how's but that going to stick thing, me in the heart? Well, so this part is going to stick you. Oh, okay. Kick me in the balls. So Miko Rantanen was selected in 2015 10th overall. Do you happen to know who was selected 9th? 
Uh, Marco Mueller? It's a guy who's no longer on the freaking team, and his name is Timo Meyer. Uh, oh, I see where you're going with it. Oh, not, you know, and and I and Oof. not to say that not to say that Rantanen would be better than Timo Meyer, but the fact that Timo Meyer's not on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah. Although Timo did get his uh, 40th goal. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good one. Yeah, know. I, mean, I don't know. He doesn't what, work here anymore. Whatever you know, what? Hey, I if he, I don't care if he scores one goal or a hundred goals. You know, if it if it makes that conditional twenty twenty four pick a first, I'll cheer for whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that, dude. I was, but I I can't imagine this is going to be his last forty goal season. Uh, no, me neither. <laughs> I bet I wouldn't be surprised. Hot take: I wouldn't be surprised if the next contract that he signs, however long that it is. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 40 goals a season and at least half of them. <laughs> Makes you think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Devils coming back to uh, to play next season. I want to. I'm wanna, not. I want to see the tribute video. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Because, I, and I, again, I don't mean this to to carve job anybody, but it it feels like when a player departs the Sharks, there's one of two reactions, right? it's, you know, a player leaves, whether they leave as a free agent or they're traded away or whatever. It feels like a player leaves and everybody still acts like the player is still on the team. Marlowe, Thornton, Pavelski, Burns, right? Mm-hmm. Or the player leaves the team and it's like, well, that guy never played for us, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, And I feel like that's what's happening with Meyer right now. We're like, ever since Meyer went on to the Devils, like, He's it, it it's it blows me away and I like it blows me away like guy guy still leads the sharks in goals and he hasn't been on the freaking team for almost two months. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah. So uh, look, uh, Ek got two points in the second game, but uh, again, you know that he got called out by Remenda as well. So you know, Ek giveth. EK assisteth and EK taketh away. We don't know. Does does this not feel like a total slog to get to a hundred? Oh, so much. I'm like, just get it over with already for Pete's sakes. Well, it just feels like, and and I understand, you know, everything Timo Meyer was touching was going in, and that was helping Eric Carlson. I understand that, but like, man, it just it it feels like it's. You know, the points have not come as rapid fire as as they were um, previously. I mean, obviously, you look at his stats, you know, he's still getting a point, you know, pretty much every other game, which is good for him. But it's a lot of one and two point games where you look earlier in the season, a lot of threes, a lot of fours, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's going to. Uh... He had a four point <clears throat> game against the Coyotes, I guess. but Yeah. Yeah, but Gregor had a hat trick against the Coyotes. <laughs> right. Well, and it's also the Coyotes, you know, one of the few teams somehow worse than the Sharks. Yeah. The the one team that San Jose actually swept this season, although Sharks have an opportunity to make a second team, at, you know, fall under that category tomorrow when the uh, Sharks travel to where Wi-Fi goes to die. I Honestly. I wouldn't surprise if, me if EK gets both 99 and 100 tomorrow. If the Sharks beat Winnipeg again. I know it's not relevant to what we're talking about, but like, that team fold the that team's going to have to take a long look in the mirror. <laughs> you got swept by the worst. Oh, never mind. Well, uh, it feels like, like you remember, like 
pretty much all season, Winnipeg was one of the two teams jockeying for number one in the Central, right? And then they lose that first game to the Sharks, and it's like the wheels completely fell off the operation. <laughs> Dude. And uh, <clears throat> what was it the last time? When did they play? Just like a week ago, right? And and you got your yeah. coach, you got the coach afterwards calling out the team. You know, guys think they're giving their all. They're desperately mistaken. Yeah. Oof. They didn't even score a goal in that last game. I mean, yeesh. Uh, all right. Uh, last game. So, um, Edmonton. I mean, I think we all saw that coming. <laughs> seven to yeah, two. I'm, I'm, seven to two loss. I'm surprised the Sharks got two. I'll be completely transparent with you. Oh, dude. And I remember us talking about Skinner last year, like with a good amount of like, man, this guy could could be pretty. The, that could be the thing that finally gets Edmonton over the top. Yeah, and, and he's played well for them. Well, you got a uh, you know Randy talking about like uh, who's the kid in uh, Seattle that was looking at the Calder? Oh, Matty Beneers. And Randy going, uh, I don't know, Skinner might sneak in there it's not a bad shout i mean i i definitely think they'll they'll both be they'll both be nominated i think you know but i i i i think i don't know i think the with with awards that aren't the vesna trophy i think the the um the voters i think are unfairly harsh towards goaltenders <laughs> um but that doesn't mean it's not impossible right True that. True. Oh, look! Look who came in to say something. Noel. <laughs> <laughs> who did the crowd boo louder for, Kane or Reimer? Dude, I was cracking up when <laughs> you got on Twitter and you're like, you know, uh, the crowd finally wakes up to, you know, to make some noise because Kane snapped his twig. Yeah, dude, that was the, that was the loudest cheer of the third period. <laughs> Dear Lord. Ooh. I mean that I there's there, there's a lot that you can glean from that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Take Big your time. pick. Is is it that Kane sucks? Is it that the Sharks are not exciting? Is it some third thing? I mean, maybe it's all of them, right? <laughs> like, Dude, and what it took for me to just sit there and be quiet when I'm thinking of, you know, oh, he broke his stick. You know, he 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 himself also broke. <laughs> you know like i was oh it's sad he wasn't able to withdraw that <laughs> you know did you go to the game uh no no i was i was going to but uh other things got in the way i mean i can't say i can't say that you really missed out what well, and i gotta be completely honest with you the so this game was Fan appreciation, you know, last home game, yep. so it's it. They say, you know, this is a sellout, which of course was good news if you read Pichelka because he's like, yeah, just to let you know, <laughs> the Sharks have had eleven sellouts, including yesterday, and they've lost every single one of them. <laughs> That's, <sighs> but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I know, I'm sure it was a sellout. I'm not convinced that it was a full house, though. Oh, it's it's not, but. Even then, you know, and and it's I hate to be negative Nancy and everything. I can only sit here and be honest about the experience. But the last game I went to, at least that I can remember, I it was um, the Patrick Marlowe night. Okay. Right against Chicago, and sure. of course that was a sellout, 
right? Yep. You'd understand why. Yeah, I understand why. But I'll, dude, I'll tell you, trying to navigate the concourse during first and second intermission, I'm like, I'm never coming to another goddamn game again unless it's you know a Tuesday <laughs> versus Winnipeg. Because <laughs> man, it is just so difficult to navigate. It's so full because you don't have the smoking section anymore, so people can go outside. Yep. You, you you don't have blue coats that know how to properly direct traffic and plus you have all those extra kiosks that are just yeah randomly just thrown into the concourse to try to make an extra buck and it's like i can't i can't anymore it's like i'm just gonna start sneaking into the club level and just like crawl into a corner during intermission so i have somewhere to sit <laughs> honestly i mean the real you know the real hack if you will uh is yeah, Club Bowl's good. The real hack is getting sweet seats. Oh know, yeah, because, of course. Because that you know that that uh you know that that breezeway or whatever you want to call it up there is, man, that baby's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do some nice jogging around there during intermission. <laughs> Oof. It's you know it's funny. <clears throat> so the sharks, you know, because it's fan appreciation, you know they they ran a little contest right where it was like, oh hey, you know, uh, enter to win two tickets to the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so normally I don't enter contests because it's always like, well, you know, I'm extremely unlikely to win. And now some joker has my phone number and is going to be like, Hey, I heard you want season tickets. And uh -oh. like, no, I wanted to go to this game. Exactly. Um, but I entered the contest because my, my brother-in-law is an Oilers fan. And I was like, buddy, if I win, you know, we're, 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 we're driving up. It's going to be awesome. And obviously didn't win. And then I saw the score, and I I shot him a note, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> we both won. Probably good that I uh, that we didn't that we didn't go. And he was like, what are you talking about? It was a good game. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'm not responding to you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, you had Logan looking for a seventh hundredth point. You had uh, uh, what what's his name? Again? Oh yeah, Connor McDavid, uh, looking trying to get 150. Guess who got it? And guess who didn't? Uh, to the, the story of this one, of course, is Edmonton doing Jason Demers a solid and getting him to 700 games. Yeah. Well, especially I like that because, you know, Edmonton's long been in a playoff spot. Like, it's not like, it's not like their lineup has to be super ironclad these last few games. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's, you know, a guy or two that came down with playoff flu, but. Oh, sure. The, but the way that Arizona did. Demers, <laughs> they, they call it, they call it load management. Yeah, sure. Called. Uh, but the way Arizona did Demers dirty, it's, it's nice to see, you know, plus the Jay Woodcroft formerly of, you know, he, he, he's aware of the history there and everything. So yeah. And, and I and don't to do think it it's, with San Jose. Well, and there's, a, I was going to say, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Sharks were the team that he got back to the NHL against. I don't think it's a coincidence that his D pair was the last one on the ice before the game ended. I don't think it's a coincidence that he picked up the puck when the game was over. Hell yeah. Right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if – and I don't want to insinuate anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had said, like, I'm retiring. I would love my last game to be against the Sharks. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Well, I mean, they they pretty well intimated that, like, this was this was it for him. Yeah, and I mean – and you know what? It's always It's always kind of interesting, right? Because, you know, like – when you're when you're a player and you you're signed to a contract with another team like you have to you kind of have to be careful what you say right <laughs> but but i remember you know back in 2018 19 
you're familiar with what happened that season. Um, you think? And, uh, you know, he was under contract with the Coyotes and numerous times during the playoffs, he's tweeting about the Sharks. And I'm like, okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So. Hell of a guy, too, by all accounts. Yeah. Oh, totally. Seems pretty, pretty class. Uh, but this one, geez, dude, I mean, <laughs> Mick D all over the ice, Hyman walking in. How do, what do you think about Peterson, dude? That that feed to hurdle. Peterson's had himself a couple of weeks. I don't. I, oh, I, oh, here he comes. Bro, here he comes to start breaking his arm on <laughs> I, the shoulder I, I, pad. I don't. I don't want to say that I knew when, but <laughs> none of this. Were, I was today years old. Bullshit. <laughs> there, there were very, there were very few people that were juiced at the chance to get this player. And you were one and, of them. Uh, I may or may not have been one of them. I mean, six game point streak. And I, you, I think it was what was it two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago? And when we, you know, you had said, oh. You know, Peterson played one game in the NHL. He now has to go through waivers to go back to the Barracuda. And I had said, I'm like, dude, it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I mean, to me, like, and I know it's way, way, way too early to even talk about this, but there's no way he's not an outside candidate. Like, to I not to say that he doesn't have to work for it per se, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys who is penciled, penciled in for the NHL roster next year, no matter how his training camp goes. Solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Uh, significant. Uh, it's probably more than you can say for Scott Reedy at this point. Yeah. I, and, and the thing is, we like Scott Reedy. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But Big boy. I just Right. But I just think if you're comparing the two players, my personal opinion is there's one that's more preferred than the other. And that's perfectly fine. You mm-hmm. know, I would love for him to prove me wrong. I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the sharks cough up a shorty. I, that that was, was awesome, dude. Seventeenth <laughs> for for Edmonton, and I just when I saw that, I went, "Oh fuck!" And, know and that was another one. If you go back and listen to Randy, who <laughs> you go back and listen to Randy's call because it's again ek f- f- fucking turning it over unforced. And right back the other way. And you could hear it in Randy's voice. Like it was, well, uh, you know, coming. He Carlson comes in off the left side, turns it over here, and he scores. <laughs> or well, no, you, it was uh, the, the Oilers have 16, call it 17, shorthanded goals. <laughs> well, do you want to know something kind of funny about that whole situation? And not to, you know, not to... Uh, fall into the trap that you've set for me here. But what? <laughs> when earlier in the show, when you had played that clip, that clip mm-hmm. uh, of the giveaway against Colorado in overtime, mm-hmm. there was a split moment where my brain was like, why are you playing his giveaway from the Oilers game? When you because they be- were, so, <laughs> because they were so similar. Yeah. Like I legitimately was like, why are you playing the Oilers game? <laughs> and then I realized, Oh shit. It's the same. It's the same play in different moments. Yeah. So I sit there, and then you know you got Quinn afterwards calling out guys for not being playing fast enough, and and yeah. not in a in a way of you know like skating quickly. It's you know thinking the game, right? And being aware. It's like, and again, I go back to the idea of what do they have to play for? They've, I've, you know, like sure you can play hard, but you can be mentally checked out. Well, not only that, but I think. 
you know, I don't think I don't think anybody would really disagree here, but the Sharks team just in terms of like pure skill, right? This team has good players on it. I don't think anybody would disagree with me there. But it kind of goes to what you were talking about, right? Of the the mental side of it. You know, do are you playing do you have situational awareness? Are you playing with urgency? Are you focused, right? You could be you could be Connor McDavid just to, you know, make a good example. You could be Connor McDavid, but if you're not playing with urgency or situational awareness, guess what? You're going to look like how the Sharks have looked this year. <laughs> you're right. So it's the last home game for San Jose. Lock it up. So they say, yeah. Put a big chain and padlock around the tank <laughs> until next year. <laughs> That'd be so sweet. <laughs> but, uh, it, <laughs> dude, post game, the it got the. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe a little, little too honest for the room. Okay. I mean, throughout this game, Han and Remenda, who particularly Han, dude. That that I don't know. I'm not saying Randy doesn't want to be here for years, to to you know, in whatever. But dude, like, left some honesty on the table this week. He uh, he had um, just straight ripping into. The Sharks' power play, dude, just completely torching them. Well, and I and I think you and know, I was like, a, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's a big consideration too, right? Where, yeah, you know, yes, Randy Hahn, he's doing a job, right? Like this is his job, but he's also like he has to watch. You know, we think we have it hard <laughs> because we have to sit here for two hours a week. And talk about it like <laughs> he's gonna this, travel it's with his, this shit. It's his life. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's got to watch the show. You know that that if you can call that a hockey game on Saturday, he had to watch that, and then immediately get on a plane, fly three and a half hours to watch it again, probably. Mm-hmm. Right, and so and not only that, but he's, you know, all professionalism aside, like I don't think it's offside to say that guy's a fan. You know, oh, yeah. he loves he loves this team. He wants this team to do well. And it's it, it's got to be a real kick in the gut when you're, you know, what, a couple hundred feet away from the action and, and you're seeing that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm just happy to see him kind of rip it. And then during post game, he kind of called it out that uh, he's like, look, Greer has his work cut out for him, but he was financially handcuffed. And so, you know, he's going to have to navigate this. And I'm like, okay, I, I haven't heard the DW words, <laughs> but I think we all know what he was alluding to. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take some time to get out of this. But um, the weird thing about this is just from the, from the jump, dude, the Sharks and the refs were just beaking each other. I don't know what it's, hopefully this shit all ends, you know, and because who is it that Quinn just completely lit up about a month ago? That that yeah. one official where he, I mean, Quinn got tossed. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not saying I, that I they have it in form or anything, but but there, there's been a lot of uh, terseness, we'll say. Well, that there's also been a lot of complaining about the officiating from the broadcast guys. Uh, perhaps even like a little too much for my taste. I mean, I get it. You can. That's also something that can be frustrating. But at this point, I'm just kind of like. Well, you know, have you seen their power play? Like, do you think it's going to be a difference? <laughs> you know? Right. And, and and that's, I think, 
kind of the point I was making earlier, right? Where, you know, they, they keep talking about the power play, you know, oh, uh, if the Sharks are not getting enough power play opportunities, right? And my whole thing is like, how do you expect that to help? Yeah, I mean, make your own <laughs> right? luck. The, dude, the... Like, the, the Sharks <clears throat> can't score on the power play, right? Ex- well, I mean, Colorado, that was in game one, that was one of the ways that they did score, but they were, you know, they got one power play opportunity, but they did score, killed off three of Colorado. Then the next game, each team each got a power play. Yesterday, Edmonton got two, Sharks got one. So, you know, it's not a you know, it's not like one team's getting seven tries on the man advantage and the Sharks are getting one. Like they're pretty balanced. So, I don't know. Right. But still, the difference is as we've talked about, the Sharks can't score on the power play. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the bottom line. You could you give them 100 opportunities, you know, when you're still coming in at 12%, like <laughs> it's not going to mean anything. Oh, man. All right, so hero and zero for the week. I don't know. I, I feel like you got a couple options here. I mean, I know who I'm going with. Bring it. And I'll have to go back and, and check the stats, but I'm pretty sure I went with this guy a week ago, Jacob Peterson. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to, right? I mean, guy, again, seven points, you know, seven points in eight games with the Sharks, six points in eight games with the Barracuda. Again, similar to Gushkin, right, where he's just whichever team within the organization he's been on, he's put up points, right? And he's very quickly made it up into a top six role. And granted, who knows how permanent it is, but the fact is he's there now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, six-game point streak. Like, that's that's not nothing. I mean, as bad as this team is, we've talked about it so much. A six-game point streak on a bad team, that means something. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm gushing over uh, gushing over Goosh, so I'm gonna take him. I mean, <laughs> whatever team he was playing on, yeah, I can score, sure, no problem. <laughs> My man. Uh, what about a zero? I feel like I feel I feel like I know who I'm going with. <laughs> I mean. I think you should just say it then. All right. EK 65. There it is. (laughs) Dude, you got, you know, three points this week, but you, you were a turnover machine, bro. Like, I mean, you were a net negative this week. Oof. Sorry, man. And you know, just me being honest, not a hater. We played the clip. If you're going to tell me that, Oh, that, that, that was, uh, that's what elite players do. Okay, sure. Keep telling yourself that uh, it's, you're not going to, uh, get me to buy in, but whatever. Go ahead, man. You are a hater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right now I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the truth finally comes up. Hey, speaking of the truth and I hate to do it. I hate, oh, to, massac- it. I hate to massacre our boy here, but I thought when he got called up, right? I thought we were going to get more than one assist in five games from Thomas Bordalo. Dude. I mean, guy, guy's been most of his, I'm, I'm going to double check, but you know, since he's been called up, you know, he's played five games in the NHL and he's been in the top six, I believe for all five of them. And well, dude, he even got uh, demoted off the PP one. Right. And like, it's not, oof. you know, it, it's just, and, and again, I, not to say that he's a bad player or anything, but Where did you, you know, know? Thomas Bordalo. <laughs> but you know, he's he's spent, you know, his 
his entire time back up in the NHL, he's been with Couture, and it's just not going in for him. And that's not to say that he's a bad player, but just he's not producing the way I think we all expected him to, number one, and number two, the way you should when you're playing in the top six, right? Throw him out there with Hurdle, baby. Or Phipps saying it's, you know, Bortolo needs to be down the middle. Maybe wing isn't working for him. And that's, you know, that's also a, a strong consideration as well because it's going to take something. I mean, you look like the Colorado game, he was, you know, third uh, third in forwards, uh, third in ice time for forwards, uh, fourth in the second Colorado game, and bit lower in that Edmonton Oilers game. You know, he didn't make it on the power play at all against the Oilers, right? And but, so... To be fair, uh, there was just one, but yeah. Sure, but still, mm -hmm. I mean... Well, I like Phipps also. <laughs> Peterson better than Peterson. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Dude, I'm just... I'm going to start, you know... I. It was how how long was it going on where it's like that kid in Vancouver? Is it Peterson? Is it Pedersen? And I'm gonna, you know what? Fuck both. Oh, I'm gonna just start, year. dude. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna for me. He's Peterson. How's that? Uh -huh. There you go. Enjoy. All it. right. Enjoy it. There you have it. Um. So, so was uh boards then year zero? Unfortunately, yeah. I, I I hate to do it, but but hey, dude, the, the, the stats don't lie. But. Hey, Look forward to that jerk bump this week, Bordelow. The yeah. zero First bump is... NHL goal. Here it comes. Right? Zero bump <laughs> is real. Ask Kevin. I mean, you know... Kevin! I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Um, I was thinking about that right before we went on. And, and this is, you know, kind of perfect timing that the summer is coming up because then, you know, I'll have the free time to do this. But I want to go back um, for every show that we did this season you know write down the zero and the hero for every show oh <laughs> and then see how they responded like over know? the next just, five games yeah just for or even over the next week you know just just for fun <laughs> yeah to see does the bump really help yeah okay <clears throat> let's move on here the uh, sharks last monday had a selly event for the shark season ticket holders uh it was kind of cool uh, they, you know, they had some photo booths uh, set up, so kind of like a fan fest kind of a deal. But they also had this bit where they were bringing in three guys at a time. Like at one point, it was, uh, I think it was like Reimer, Gadjevic, and Svechnikov, and they would sit there and create their own pizzas, and they'd send it through the oven, and then they'd chop up small slices and hand it out to the fans, and then all the fans would kind of, they'd ask, okay, who do you thought? Who did you think uh, made the best pie? And uh, I'll, I'll say this right now. Lawrence makes a hell of a good pie. Man, he put some good stuff on there. Give me a little I don't heart. know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but that's good to know. Yeah. No, but it if, was, I, if, uh, I, if he opens a pizzeria, I'm going to have to go, I guess. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, like they had some fun events. They had like this oversized ski ball where it's garbage cans mm -hmm. and basketballs. Oh, that uh, sounds cool. But they had uh, this. They had a talk at the beginning with Greer. Uh, you know, Ramey was moderating, but Greer, Quinn, and Becker, and just talking a little bit about the season. But one thing that they brought up, where I went, eh, that seems awfully familiar. And then they ended up making it official later in the week. But they started talking about this new penthouse that they're going to uh, put up. They're going to rip out. 
the suites in 207, 208, 209. So, you know, for those of you who are unaware, the way up high behind the net where the Sharks shoot at twice. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but that area there, I believe that area is already all open anyway. No, that's the opposite side. Oh, you know what? Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. So they're ripping out, yeah, 208. Two, and, you know, they're going to be, you can tell from the, the the images here that I'm sharing that they're definitely going to have to uh, tear out some of the back rows of the seating. So, man, if you were a season hold, ticket holder and that's where you really liked sitting was, <laughs> to, you know, well, good luck. I just think it's kind of, it's kind of fun, funny that they're doing this because whatever year it was, I think it was 2017 when they built that, you know, the artist formerly known as the BMW lounge, mm-hmm. you, you were, you had said, why did you not put this up in the top of the building? Yep. And you know, so you said that was like six years ago. You had said that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the idea of a lounge is great. You know, what isn't so great. Not being able to watch the goddamn game. <laughs> you know, that's what, so I see this and I'm like going, yeah, okay. So six years later, they finally took my suggestion. I will say though, <clears throat> you know, for the most part, uh, I don't know who did these artist renderings. They're usually a little bit better than this when they're throwing people in. <laughs> Dude, like you can, you can quite easily see like in the, uh, in the upper right area where the, the first off you got these guys wearing these ridiculously large jackets <laughs> who are clearly outside in the sun. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you probably could have gotten some better, better stock photos to lay in here, but I'm surprised they didn't put you in there. Uh, I know. Right. But uh, I'll be interested to see how this goes. I think it, you know, I think it could be cool. Um, yeah. and, uh, the other thing that they announced was that, you know, your when you get that, that lounge pass, um, it's not only going to be good for Sharks games, but like you can go chill up there when it's a concert or monster trucks or what, you know, other events that are happening. So that's kind of cool. But of course, uh, where is it? I saw it on here. Yeah. Trayvon going, okay, great. When do we build a new arena? <laughs> the ship has sailed, my friend. <laughs> yeah. When do we widen the concourse? Yes. Oh, well, you dude, know what, though? It's, I got to tell you, when do we. Whoa. Steven. God damn it. <laughs> um, my whole thing is when do they, uh, build out onto those platforms like you know how you have the um the platform that faces you know that goes from the concourse out onto santa clara street or onto autumn and that's that used to be where like you could go to smoke the former smoking yeah yeah and so and then you also have that big pizza slice type one uh in the back Mm -hmm. and then you also had the big one that would go out to lot abc Mm mm-hmm why aren't you building outward, you know, take over those spots? Like at least you could put, uh, you know, see if, again, this is the whole di- idea of like, if the, you know, if, if you're smart, you take advantage of that space and you put pub height tables and chairs. So, yeah. so you've got, you give people an area to actually 
be able to consume their food instead of having to walk around looking for places. That dude, and you want to you want to talk about things that we've talked about years ago, dude. Like, how many times have we talked about you go to the tank, you you get something to eat, and your only options for consuming it are sitting at your seat and potentially having to stand up and down a bunch of times when someone walks by, or eating and walking around the concourse, which is equally as you know dangerous for spillage. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, because there's nothing <clears throat> there's the nothing only... wrong with some tables and chairs. You know, yeah, because the only ones you have right now are those. You know, the the ones above. Well, you know, there's the carvery and the couple of the other ones, but the you know, very small spaces. You have this extra space that you're not using. Come on. So in six years, when they do this, I'll exp- I'll like uh, I'll look forward to those renderings as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so we got some uh, player news. Uh, Tristan Robbins, Kanijov get called up. I'm assuming Kanijov in for Vlasic because he went down awkwardly. Uh, after the uh, during the fir- when the first goal was scored yesterday <clears throat> with Edmonton, so that wouldn't surprise me if Vlasic uh, is out for the rest of the season. I mean, why bother? Use the opportunity to uh, take a look at some guys. So again, Tristan getting the uh, the look. I'm assuming that Vlasic's out, Barabanov's out for the season, Johnson's out, Lindblom. Although it sounded like Lindblom was trying, like he wanted to get one more game in. I don't know. Maybe try to make a. Um, a case for keeping him, perhaps. I don't know. Did they did they sign Krona, or was that just a rumor from Shank? I I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think they want to sign Krona, but they're not. They're not there, there yet. yet. We're not there yet. Although here, okay, you want a conspiracy theory? Oh, dude, do I need a whiteboard? So, and and again, <laughs> why is it got to be white? When I say conspiracy theory, I mean this. As literally as possible. What if the Sharks don't plan on signing Krona? What if they have every intention of trading him and they're just waiting to do it closer to college free agency when we can do a summer show about it? <laughs> Dude, jot it down. See what happens. Might, <laughs> might need that receipt down the way. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, oh, of course, uh, Nikita. <laughs> Is, I think had, it's Aquatuk. Uh, I think it's awkward to say, but uh, had core muscle surgery. He's out for the season. So uh, basically, there's a big uh, red cross on top of a lot of player names, and hopefully uh, everybody gets nice and healthy in the off season, and we have one hell of a training camp. That's the goal, right? I look forward to that. Hey, bet alert. You want to know where uh, we're at? I'm a little <laughs> nervous, but yeah. <laughs> so... For you to win the, or to to even up, or I guess I'm looking to even up, right? I lost the last one. Correct. But, so for you to uh, double up, I should say, the Sharks in their last three games have to go 3-0. and That's the only, <laughs> if they lose tomorrow, you've lost the bet. I mean, it's not impossible. It's not. Not whatsoever. However, they are playing Winnipeg and Calgary, who are both battling for a wild card spot. And by the time they face Edmonton next week, I mean, you could potentially see everything locked up and Edmonton has nothing to play for. But no team wants to go into the playoffs on it. You know, going, dude, you just lost to San Jose. No one's taking you seriously. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So it'll come down to uh, whether EK's in Teal or not next October, which evidently is also something 
that has been a question that was raised. I think Pashelka pointed something out, that's in, or maybe they even said it on the broadcast that it was, you know, is this is this the last time we're seeing Eric Carlson and Teal? I mean, Chiefs looked pretty goddamn frustrated this year dis- despite almost hitting the century mark. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's the Carlson you need on your team. Is uh, you you want to get them on your team and then just frustrate the living hell out of them, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, points akimbo. Ah, so sharks tied. What was it? The was it the ninety six, ninety seven team or whatever with eight home wins. <laughs> That's just incredible, is it not? Booyah. No, you know what's incredible is having the lead in 53 games and losing 33 of those. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Imagine, okay, I, I hate to say, I hate to be a what-ifer, right? But imagine, <laughs> like, let's just say, imagine the Sharks had won half of those games, right? Oh, dude, like, how many? We're, we're going to talk about this next week since next week is basically, you know, it's the eulogy. It's the, uh, you know, what, what were you saying? The last earlier? Day of, it's the last day of school. Yeah, the sign my yearbook game or uh, show. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we'll get into that, but keep, keep going. No, I, I just, I, I just be really curious, you know, what this team would look like if they had won. I mean, you said, you said they had lost 33. Of 53 that they had let in? Yeah. I mean, yeah, imagine you get, you know, you get half of those. Say you win half of those games, right? Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden you're at 38 wins. That's more than Calgary. Not much more, but it's more. And you think about, and again, we'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll cover this next week as we put a bow on the whole thing. Uh, How is it, how many, how many games did the Sharks uh, lose by a goal. Oh, so many, so many. And then how many times in those losses did they go over on the power play again? So many, <laughs> the, the goal differential. I mean, if you're looking for what to work on, <laughs> right? Look well, no further. <laughs> I mean, the goal we, differential, we, we, we spelled it out for you. <laughs> I mean, it got worse each period dash mm-hmm. seven. Then it's, uh, what is it? Dash twenty one. Then, dear lord, like dash thirty nine, somewhere in that ballpark. And then shorthanded goals scored four, but gave up twelve. Jeez, you know that is uh, kaboom. And uh, and then we'll actually be able to talk about where the season ended for the defense and the forwards because, as we had said a few weeks ago. The blue line group is two and a, what was it? Two, oh, a full point per game better than last year. And the forwards are like a half a point, but obviously the number has gone down with Timo's departure. But right. still, it kind of says, well, you know, what does that tell you? The goaltending sucks. <laughs> All right. So, um, Around the NHL, unless you have anything else more for uh, for the Sharks this week or anything? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Sharks didn't bring a lot, neither did we. Okay. There was an article published by the Hockey News this week. 
That was your first mistake. Oh, I know. Dude, I, I like a couple of the guys on there, you know, a couple. They they actually did a funny pod about uh, like two of the worst trades that are not, not two of the worst trades, but like the two of the biggest meh trades where, oh gosh, I wish I would have written them down. But basically it was like two of the most uh, trades to not show anything from either side. And both trades involved the Sharks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, oh my God. Was it, wh- What did we trade Heatley for? Uh, Martin Havlat. Yeah, I think that was one. <laughs> Where it's like, neither player lit the world on fire, you know, it just all kind of, and Heatley for Havlat, and then, oh, I wish I could remember the other one. But either way, so those kind of guys, eh, I don't have a problem with it. But anyway. The article that was published by the Hockey News, this is from the publisher, you know, guy who, uh, how I understand it, cuts the checks. He decides to be a hero and defend fanatics in the NHL deal. And he says in the article, what particularly caught my attention was all of the comments were really comparing apples to oranges. The NHL on-ice uniforms and authentic jerseys at retail will all be made in Canada by SP Apparel in Quebec. So, let's find out if what Chief is saying is correct here. On-ice are going to be made in Canada. Of course, why wouldn't they be? It's been that way for like the last 15 years. But authentic jerseys at retail are now going to be made in Canada that for the for the Doubt. first time since 2007 yeah i'm like ah well, let's just see if that is in fact the case right right um then he uh, goes on to say none of the items mentioned in the articles some more editorially questionable than others were made in canada and it's like I don't give a shit where something's made. If you put the wrong, you know, a company in Canada can put the wrong logo on the wrong thing. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't excuse you from making mistakes like that. Yeah, like putting shit on upside down, and I mean, come on. Um, but the the best part, perhaps it is because I have factories in Canada that make hockey equipment and other items that these comments got under my skin. But it's also because. Fanatics has an overall excellent reputation for all of their pro and retail product lines across all sports. Okay, entire planet, you can stop laughing now. Are you kidding me? An excellent overall reputation with the retail product lines? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say no on that one. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he said, you know, especially the NFL and MLB, where they have been making authentic jerseys for fans and the players for years with the Nike swoosh on them. Now, to be fair, uh, I haven't seen anything in the way of criticism over MLB jerseys aside from actually putting the swoosh on the jersey. <laughs> like, nobody wants ads, and they're starting to put patches on ML jerseys and MLB jerseys, and nobody wants that. But... I have seen criticism of NFL jerseys over the last few years. So I don't know what he's talking about. But bottom line, to give this a further uh, context, 
the author of this article, and, and I can't even begin to try to pronounce his name, Graham, I'm not sure, uh, but he blocked the Fanatic Sucks account after being confronted with facts. Uh, but it should be noted, the guy who wrote this, he's part of one of the groups that are bidding on the Ottawa Senators. So do you think you can get any type of honesty uh, and or an honest assessment of, a, of Fanatics when the dude is trying to join the league that just signed a 10-year deal with them? I'm just going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> you, you, you hear that? Is that is That's that the NHL con- getting their balls washed. <laughs> you right? Like that's like the I almost wonder if like the N- or Fanatics like or the NHL like called Chief and was like, "Hey, can you do us a solid cuz we're getting dunked on left and right here." And it's, the response should have been um I don't know, maybe get a quality control department. Well, that's like Like stop and, sucking. Well, and this is like a this is a weird a weird comparison, but roll with me here. So you remember when I feel like uh, this guy needs to open an account called Fanatics Got Sucked. <laughs> well, okay. So you remember when the pandemic started and <laughs> Vividly. there was that there was that there was that really goofy press conference where it was like Trump and Fauci and like all these like big wigs from like various companies like Walmart and CVS and Walgreens. You remember this goofy press oh, yeah. conference? Oh yeah. And I just remember, like, the CEO, whatever, CEO of Walmart comes out or whatever, and he was like, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we sell, more or less, was like, we, you know, we, uh, we sell the most paper towels, uh, you know, per capita, da, 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 and we, uh, you know, we're going to continue doing that. And I'm like, you're the CEO of Walmart hyping up Walmart, <laughs> like, yeah, what, what, like, what, else, what did you think we were, we wanted you to say? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, give me a break. Oh, man. Um, Pavelski threw some... Who? Who? Pavelski threw some love at the uh, the Sharks fan base over the weekend uh, after a game. He's chief. Uh, is he still at 999 points, or did he get 1,000? Last I looked... I know yesterday they were playing Vegas, and he did not get it. So I don't yeah, know. I, I believe he's still at 999. Yeah. But uh, the uh, yep nine nine nine. So they asked him about it during one of the intermissions, and he um, he gave some love. So uh, you know that was I thought that was really cool. So he's still got to play some Pav's heart. You're saying there's a chance now. Maybe now that Wilson's gone, he's like, okay, I don't, I'm not as angry anymore. You know, the, <laughs> the guy, the guy who wouldn't give me my bag is, is not there anymore. So he's coming back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Darius in the super chat. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let's see. I'm with AJ on voting with your wallet. I miss the good merch we saw a few seasons ago. Absolutely. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, dude. I loved me some Reebok stuff. Okay. Well, I'm just. I just want to make sure that that's what a few seasons ago is mean because Reebok has been gone for you know seventeen six years. Yeah. So. But I, I liked the Reebok stuff. The, the the Adidas stuff has been hit and miss, but I like the Reebok stuff. But either way, it's all been better. Dude, there do you was wanna, a... Do you, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> there's a chief who put out a... I don't know who these guys are, so a friend of mine sent it to me. Uh, it's two guys with a podcast. I feel seen. But they're, uh-huh. they're going off about uh, the Fanatics deal with, you know, with the NHL. And chief is like, man, you know, go with, you know, somebody known for quality and... Go off the board. Like, 
dude, Lululemon. Like these <laughs> these guys are known for quality. They're uh, you know they're like the Mercedes or the Maserati of sports apparel. Or and then he named some other company I've never even heard of. So they're probably like really really nice. <laughs> but he's like. But fucking fanatics? He's like, dude, I would have preferred Old Navy. (laughs) I was dying. And and so that's, again, what has me giggling about this this fanatics ball washing on here. Um, Because it's just like nobody. I've never seen such a coming together of negative response as to this. This is what it's. This is what it's going to take to end the polarization in the U.S. Uh, dude, we all <laughs> come together to yeah to to bend fanatics over. Hey, F, yeah. you want to know something that's going to sizzle your bacon? Oh, say it, baby. Joe Pavelski, your friend, who is second in points in NHL history among seventh round draft picks. <sighs> How close is he to number one? He is, this is the part where you're going to die. He's 415 points away from number one. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, number two is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? There's, you look at this list, there are not, there's not anybody who's really in, uh, in danger of unseating him for number two. I mean, nice. the, the number three in terms of active players is 450 points away from oh. him. Rub a lamp. Yeah, oh, what? Hold so, on. What was this comment here? Yeah. Oh, a big bird. The five hundred dollar dress. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't five hundred dollars, but, um, but do you remember starter, dude? Starter when it came to like jackets and shirts and shit, shit like that. Chef's kiss. Great designs, quality merch or whatever. Starter jerseys sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they sucked. But they're. I wish Starter was still doing the retail stuff, and then mm-hmm. you let Coho, CCM, whatever, do the jerseys, and we're and, and everything's fine. We're everything's good in the world. That could bring world a, peace if we could get to that point. I got another. Uh, I got another Pavelski fact factoid for you. Oh shit! Look at you coming out with the paths. So Pavelski is also number two. Um, uh, all time in NHL history for goals among seventh round picks. Number one is the same player as it is for points, but Pavelski is only three goals away from catching number one. Ooh! So next season, That's if the Dallas next season, if the Dallas Stars are smart, which they are, as we've seen, mm-hmm. I fully expect to see some, you know, maybe not this on the nose, but some, um, you know, best seventh round. Draft pick goal scorer of all time. Hell yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, um, is there anything he's you're. The best, um... He's the best American goal scorer of all time for NHL playoffs, I believe. Christ. That's, dude. I'm going to double, I want to double check that, but that, you know, I believe that is. Dude, you're, all you're doing is just bumming me out more, man. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> is there anything you're keeping an eye out for during the final week aside from Pavelski? <laughs> 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 like uh, anything keeping an eye playoff I... playoffs anything playoff no, I, implications I, I do you think winnipeg curious. fucking just falls off the planet well so winnipeg you know they they got <clears throat> they they got some good fortune 
uh, when they beat Calgary. I don't recall what day it was. I want to say it was Thursday of last week when they beat Calgary. So they got some good fortune. I mean, they and are. That, that didn't go to overtime, right? Uh, you know what? I actually I take that back. I think it might have gone to overtime, but they still uh, won, right? Yeah. So you get the extra. And and I think you know they're they're one Winnipeg. They're one point up, and they have a game in hand, right? So if if Calgary loses their next game, then I believe that's it, and Winnipeg will get in there, um, you know, by the skin of their teeth, right? And um, so I'm that's going to be interesting to track just because between them and then Nashville, for some reason, who traded away half their team at the deadline, but they're still sticking around. Dude, I don't understand how this team is hanging around. They've got more wins than Calgary. Make that make sense. Right? <laughs> Dude, all I can hear is uh, Malkovich from uh, Rounders hanging around, hanging around, can't yeah. get rid of them. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be interesting. I, I am just like, you know, I had said last week, right, but the way that both the Central Division and the Pacific Division, how tight they were was going to be interesting to watch. Obviously, the Pacific is not really as tight. You know, you've got, you know, two points between Vegas and Edmonton, five between Edmonton and L.A., so it's it's loosened up a bit there. But, you know, Colorado, Minnesota, I'm sorry, Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota are at 102, 102, and 100. So that's going to be interesting, just the jockeying for position, right? And Well, dude, you know. just the fact that Vegas is back or, or, mm-hmm. or has a two-point lead, right? But right. Vegas is kind of, I, you know, again, I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not that afraid of Vegas. Like, I, no. you know, like I think they've shown some <laughs> chinks in the armor. Edmonton. You know, dude, they haven't lost a game in regulation over their last 10. They're 9-0-1. Yeah. And the, the only saving grace is that Vegas gets to play Seattle twice. Now, Seattle, that's the thing, though. They have something to play for, too. They could try to get – they have a game in hand on L.A., and they're down two points. Yeah. Could you imagine them pushing at L.A.? Ooh, the jockeying is going to be very interesting. That's well, for and sure. Edmonton has two games left. One is with, against San Jose. <laughs> so, hmm. But the other is against Colorado, who's, right. you know, and they're in a dogfight with Dallas for the top spot. So I think that is kind of what we're seeing. That's what's to watch for this week. If I was, see, here's the thing. And I don't, and I don't know the logistics like, of this. Maybe maybe this isn't possible. But we should we got to take a screenshot of where it is now and then compare it in a week. <laughs> well, if I'm the NHL, right? Like, and and You're you'll not? have to really you'll have to really look at the schedule and see if there's any you know games with big implications, right? But if I'm the NHL, I'm going to TNT and I'm going to ESPN and I'm oh, like, you're hey, flexing the crap I'm out like, of the hey, schedule. Hey, is there any way? Is there any way you can get this game? Whatever it is, can you get this game on your network? You know, uh, like as quick as possible. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. you'll see, you've we've seen that where, you know, uh, uh, things are coming down to the wire in the season, and you'll see like I've seen it where NBC would add they would add a game right that has like major implications, right? Or I've seen it. Well, they'll they'll shift the uh, start time. Yeah. You know, so uh, in- I mean. Dude, Predators and Flames tomorrow, that one is huge. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is like the the East is essentially locked up. Yeah, more you or know? less. It's, yeah, it's like uh, Florida, Islanders, or Penguins. Two of those three are going to make it. One won't. That's it. 
but that's an interesting fight. Yeah, but but like everybody in the actual division, it's kind of done. I mean, maybe Jersey sneaks in and takes number one away from Carolina because Carolina's kind of sucked the last couple games. Well, their best goal scorer is done for the year, which doesn't help. Yeah, but hmm. I it's so. But think about this, dude. It's so in, and obviously Florida is the exception here. But <clears throat> excuse me. Look at the the you know if you're looking at the wild card but i guess we can switch over division to division or i'm sorry conference look at the top um look at the top 9 in the eastern conference right all 9 of those teams swung big at the trade deadline boston got orlov and bertuzzi carolina i mean carolina they got you know pulley rv they got goss to spare so they got good pieces not big pieces but good pieces yeah. devils got timo meyer rangers oh. got Rangers got Kane and Tarasenko. Maple Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly and Jake McCabe. Tampa got uh, Tanner Janot. Florida didn't do anything. Islanders get Bo Horvat and Pittsburgh. They picked up Mikhail Granlin. So all these teams fighting for the playoffs, they swung big at the deadline. Like whoever make, I mean, I think from that point of view, you're kind of, you know, thinking, ah, Florida makes the playoffs. They're going to ruin the fun. Right. But <laughs> if, if say it's Florida and the Islanders that make it to the playoffs, all eight Eastern Conference teams will have picked up a major piece at the deadline. I really feel like, and there's been so much dialogue all year, the Eastern Conference is a freaking arms race, dude. Like, I yeah. know everybody is all over Boston, and they should be, but the Eastern Conference is such an arms race, man. Yeah, and if you're paying attention to uh, you know to where we're at and we're talking about the, the, the silliness of it all, the fact that the, uh, <laughs> the Avalanche and the Ducks are tied 4-4, <laughs> <laughs> Ducks were up four to two, dude. I know. Point. <laughs> so they've come. Well, the thing is, they've come back on two power play goals. So, well, that of course, yeah, that does, yeah. Colorado, Edmonton, not bad at the uh, at, at that whole man advantage thing. So that's uh, what what we can look forward this week. Let's uh, quickly talk about that other team. Oh, the Cuda, you're out through at Vapor College. Uh, they're eliminated. Ah, uh, well, it was a good try. 4-3 shootout loss in Coachella. A lot of recent call-ups hit the score sheet, though. You had Chris Coelho, Gushin, Agazino, Pouliot, Dell saved 36-39. The one win did come in San Diego, where Ozzy Weisblatt had a hat trick. And Mooka Madulin picked up four helpers. Gushin has two goals. Again, Gushin scored in every game he played in. Uh, Kinyajev, a goal and a helper. And Dell would stop 15 of 18. So it's not like San Diego got a whole lot of rubber, whereas the Cuda put up 41 shots. So then it came down to the weekend, a real shitty weekend at home versus Colorado that Basically, if, if the CUDA wanted to be in, they needed to win out. And uh, at least the first game went to overtime. Mukuma Dolan got his first pro goal, gets the second star of the game. Uh, and, of course, it wouldn't be a San Jose hockey game this week if Gushin didn't get on the score sheet. Dell stops 35 of 39. Do we have another goaltender on the Barracuda, by the way? Um, but it all ended a 4 nothing loss yesterday versus Colorado. That was a must-win. So 
Booyah. They're gone. Dell saves 24 of 26. And that's it. The Barracuda have two more games that they will play next week in the desert at Tucson. And that'll be it. Next week, we'll kind of wrap up as well the your leaders and uh, your prospects and a little bit of that. Maybe we'll have uh, someone on to talk about prospects next week. Perhaps someone that goes by the name Jewels. Yay? Nay? No? You still here, jerk? I put you to sleep. <laughs> I was just waiting to see how long you would talk for. Okay. Uh, let's go to our tweet of the week. This may be familiar. Tweet of the week. Uh, so this is put out by Derek Gould, who uh, I believe writes about the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, who put out, the St. Louis Cards won't be wearing their victory blue uniform Saturday against Milwaukee. For the second consecutive year, the manufacturer has fallen behind on deliveries, and the Cardinals do not have all of their uniforms available to them. They'll wear the road grays. Um, last I looked, the manufacturer for baseball was Fanatics. Like, it was literally used as defense of, oh, no, Fanatics can do this because they're currently doing it for the MLB. This is the second year that they've screwed St. Louis. Then to top that off, uh, the Fanatics sign at Oracle has, has looked like this for a month now. <laughs> which means it's probably because they're waiting on fanatics to ship the correct thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just, it never ends with these guys. It never ends. And I probably, cause I refuse to allow it to. <laughs> <laughs> so the sharks play their final three games this week at Winnipeg, at Calgary, at Edmonton. Uh, the, again, we said it, this, these are big games for win. And Calgary, they're both battling for that wild card spot. Could be a big game when we get to it for the Edmonton one, trying to overtake VGK for the top spot in the division and perhaps the conference. Uh, how do you think the Sharks are going to do over this final week? Are they going to uh, do what we don't want them to and like go three and well, you want them to go three and zero, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I I, and maybe this is a cop-out answer, but I really think it's going to depend on what happens with Calgary, right? Because if Calgary is still fighting for their lives in the playoffs, then I think I think they're going to come to play and they could handle the Sharks. But if it's well, a situation where Calgary's well, out of it, then I wouldn't be surprised to see them roll over and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Sharks get a win against the Flames. You know, I think they're going to lose against the Oilers personally. Winnipeg, I think. I mean, the math has to be in Winnipeg's favor at some point, right? Yeah, but to, to be I'm saying one and two. All right, you know, and I'd probably go with that as well. But uh, to be far, um, Calgary's only already pumped San Jose twice this year, so I don't know. I feel like they uh, have a little bit of ownership over San Jose, so we'll see. But yeah, I feel one and two feels about right. Although the last time you said one and two, they went they went two zero oh, and one. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So next Sunday, the last show of the season for the Pucknologists. Not only will we finish off the week, we'll look back on the season, answer some questions that were asked at the start of the season, and look ahead to next season. Will next Sunday be the last Pucknologists ever? We will find out in October. But over the summer, 
there will still be shows. We got the draft lottery. You have draft extravaganza with Ian Reed. Uh, what God? How long did they him and Marco? Like four and a half hours. So <laughs> yeah, just about. Let's see if they can top that this year. Bring the water. Stay hydrated. Uh, and of course, free agent frenzy and any other off-season sharks shenanigans that may occur. On Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. Remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comments section if you weren't with us live. And uh, remember, we got three more After Darks this week featuring some combination of Puck Guy Ian Jewels, Landy, Dana, Mark. They're all going to be there, so you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more included in the show notes. And as always, find everything on tealtownusa.com. And if you want access to the VIP Discord party, Hit up hockey underscore jerk on that Twitter machine. Anything left for you, good sir? How was your Easter? Um, it was good. Uh, we nailed down the turf in our backyard. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> that and that's not a euphemism. I literally mean we nailed down the turf in our backyard because the wind had been blowing it up. Oh crap! Today was, I think. If, if memory serves, today was the first day of 2023 that we saw over 70 degrees. Wow. Yeah, it's been a really cold 2023 so far. So, uh, which can only mean that a week from now it's going to be 90. Yeah, I was going to say it's it, it's been similar here. Obviously not as cold as you guys, but it's been a cold 2023. But I'll tell you what, I and I say this tongue-in-cheek, tomorrow... Here in Las Vegas, it's going to be a scorcher, 87. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So with that, the uh, Ducks and Avalanche are going to overtime. So uh, we will see you all next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who know, we'll see you over on the Discord. If you know, you know. Good night, everybody.